Welcome to the Junkyard Outreach. This is Todd, and thanks for joining me as we go through the scriptures and learn what we can to draw close to Jesus. For more episodes and information, check out junkyardoutreach.com. And now, let's dig in. Psalm 23, verse 1, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In the Old Testament, we learn about a man named David. David was from the tribe of Judah. Judah was a son of Jacob, whose name was changed Israel. And David was the second king of the nation Israel. He was the youngest of several brothers, and he was also a shepherd. And as the youngest, you'd get stuck caring for the sheep. David did care for the sheep. He's a faithful shepherd, and he defended them against wild animals. You can see that in 1 Samuel 17, verse 34. He knew about the behavior of sheep, and he expresses this in Psalm 23. He was the anointed king of Israel by Samuel, who was acting in obedience to what God had told him to do. And David became a great but flawed king. In his flaws, he was humbled, and he knew the only source of hope was God, who he refers to here as his shepherd. So comparing God to a shepherd, David is comparing himself to a sheep. And in the scriptures, people are often referred to as sheep in many places because in many ways we act like sheep. In Isaiah and Psalm 53, he compares humanity to sheep that have gone astray, adding that the Lord has laid on him in that passage, the hymn is referring to Jesus. He's laid on him all of our sin and that Jesus must lay down his life for all the lost sheep that they may be found or saved. In Isaiah 53, 6, all we, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. So there Isaiah is referring to humanity. We're like sheep. So David says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. A shepherd will give the sheep what they need to survive. That's our job. And if they deprive the sheep of the life essentials, the sheep will quickly become weak and ultimately die. So they have to provide for the sheep. They have to protect the sheep, and God does that. He makes me lie down in green pastures. The green pastures, they provide food for the sheep. And when the sheep feel safe, they will lie down. They won't lie down unless they feel safe. So the security that the shepherd provides the sheep allows them to lie down. And when they lie down, what do they do? They rest. Go back to Hebrews chapter 4. He leads me beside still waters. Sheep do not drink from babbling brooks. They don't drink from water that is moving. They are frightened by it. So they can be sitting by a stream and die of dehydration. So bringing them to a place where the water is still is critical. Otherwise, they'll die. And that's the shepherd's job. They got to find the water. They got to bring the sheep there. And that's what God does with us. He takes us to the place where we can be refreshed. Jesus said he's the living water. He who drinks of this living water will never thirst again. Then David says, he restores my soul. And those who were once lost and now have found life in Christ, they know exactly what this is talking about. My soul was dark. My soul was dead. I was a slave to evil, my own flesh. And Jesus came along and he restored me and many others. 
He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. So he's leading us on that path. That path isn't easy. It's not easy at all, but it's worth it. And that's where life is. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The rod and the staff is used to guide the sheep. A shepherd using his staff will tap the sheep on the side, indicating move, move this way or move that way or getting his attention. And if the sheep doesn't, then the shepherd, and you can read about shepherds and their experiences as shepherds, some of the funny things that sheep do, but sometimes they need a whack with the rod like we do. God's discipline is there because he says he disciplines those he loves. And even in the shadow of death, not afraid. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death, that's through the crucifixion, he, Jesus, might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. Jesus destroys the fear of death because he's with us. He prepares a table for my enemy. He's our foundation, and he will bless us in the presence of those who oppose us. I got many stories about that. He anoints my head with oil, representing that cool, refreshing balm on dry, parched skin, also indicating the Holy Spirit. Oil, you see it compared to the Holy Spirit in Scripture. And my cup runs over. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and may have it abundantly. My cup runs over. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Eternal security. Jesus continues in John chapter 10, verse 11. I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd. Well, think about those who serve in ministry or in leadership in ministry. They're there for reasons other than caring for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd who does not own the sheep sees the wolf coming, and leaves the sheep and flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he's a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. The good shepherds, those people who are called into ministry, care about the sheep. They will care about their flock. Bad shepherds, they don't care. When I think about a shepherd who cares about his flock, one man stands out in my memory. He was a priest. Every time we would go to a house where there was a tragedy and they went to his church, they would say, can you call him? And most of the people had his phone number. Very seldomly would he not respond. And he would have to be either in the hospital or out of town or something, but he was always there. And when he walked in the door, you could just see the people's relief and they would hug him. And he was just an inspiration, old guy, been doing it forever, but a faithful servant to take care of his flock. Jeremiah chapter 23, verse one, woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, declares the Lord. Ezekiel 34.10, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my sheep at their hand and put a stop to their feeding the sheep. No longer shall the shepherds feed themselves. I will rescue my sheep from their mouths that they may not be food for them. Talking about how some shepherds will devour their people. They'll control them. They will fleece them. Always asking for money, always demanding things. God says, I'm against them. And Jesus continues in John 10, verse 14, I'm the good shepherd, I know my own, and my own know me. 
Just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father, I lay down my life for the sheep, and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also that they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. Now, Jesus was Jewish, and he's talking about the Gentiles who were going to come into the church. He's going to build his church, and the first leg of the church, that ministry that Jesus started when the apostles received the Holy Spirit, was nearly completely Jewish. But then in Acts chapter 10, Jesus now opens up the church to the Gentiles. And that's a scandalous thing in the mind of a Jew at that time. But he did. He said, they're not of my fold. They will be. There will be one flock, one family of God, including Gentiles, no longer exclusively Jews, will be children of God. Everybody who has faith will be. John 10, 27, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of my father's hand. So Psalm 23, reflecting the heart of a sheep toward his good shepherd And Jesus is our good shepherd. He said, I am the good shepherd. And he is good. He is good to us beyond that which we can hope or imagine or even believe at times. Sometimes I'm so amazed at his goodness and why he looks down on us with favor. It just blows my mind. But he is good. And we're going to spend eternity with him, those who are his sheep and know his voice. Thank you.